Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. They have shut down Congress Street, and right now they're listening to speeches. The government found the financial means to equip pigs with millions of dollars worth of protective equipment without hesitation to use against protesters who are simply asking to stop being killed. And then, uh, best rapper alive. Tupac. <laughs> He's not a- Anytime there's um, big gatherings uh, with close quarters, um, the potential for spread is real. Amy Comey <laughs> will all be saying this name a lot, I'm sure, because she's a f***ing nut. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, happy Saturday, stupid bastards. <laughs> what a day. What a week. What a weekend. What a week to come. Can you believe Saturday is, by my math, that means Sunday is tomorrow, then Monday. Three days are our debates. Between President Trump and Joe Biden, Joe Biden, for the second day in a row, has called a lid on the day, something I pretend to have known before this year, uh, the term. I didn't know what that what lid meant anything. Call a lid on it. Call a lid on it, but I'm a grizzled news person, so I'm going to say it like I've known all this time. Uh-huh. But he's called a lid on the day again. Joe Biden is inside. Supposedly, we're told by people that it's the debate prep. As of um, September 23rd, whenever that was... We were told that he hadn't yet begun debate prep, and I think that's about three or four days ago. And he had al- he'd already been calling a lid on about a third of his days before that. So I don't know what those days were prepping for, but he is um, he's not available today. And why would you want to be? There's only you know thirty six days or whatever it is till the election. This idea that he's called a lid on it either means one of two things: it means that their polling is so strong. So strong, and they're see, they're saying we can just coast, just run out the clock. I mean, we are. He is up in every battleground state. That and that Trump is has lost all suburban women, and that and and he's he's down in the toilet. And they're like, why do anything? Let's just a prevent defense or it's a prevent offense. I think it's prevent defense. Um, 
and and that and it's either that or he is not well, and that is a problem. And I tend to think it's the second one right now because you would want to show really, and I, I would usually be exaggerating when I say this, but you would want to show some kind of proof of life to people. You would want to give them an idea. You, you would want to motivate people to be to say, okay, I'm gonna hit the little. PayPal thing um, from the crappy <laughs> newsletter from, uh, you know, from the from the Keanu Reeves has something to say to you. You need to vote for Biden or whatever. And you think would there's already an enthusiasm gap for Biden. You would think that you would want to perhaps at least let people know that he is functioning as a human still. Well, right. I think so. This is the moment of truth comes this week. Right. Is can uh, Biden appear at a debate and speak off the cuff and answer questions without a teleprompter and go toe to toe with somebody who's actually antagonistic to him and not, um, you know, on his team and trying to make him look good on purpose, you know, propping him up because this is, you know, it's been a while since we've seen Biden out there in the fight. You know, if you recall, everything was pretty much done at Super Tuesday and then COVID happened. So it's been, you know, we've we've essentially not seen Biden doing anything, uh, you know, unscripted right. in, in six months. So yes. it's it's concerning, I would say, if you're a Democrat, you know, where is this guy? What is he doing? It's just, you know, I, I think everybody has questions. So Tuesday right. night is the night. We'll see if if he can go out there and debate Trump. Yeah. To a couple of weeks ago, you saw him carrying some clomping like Frankenstein while carrying a pile of pizzas to some first responders or something in a photo op. Um, another time he was in a cornfield. The He hasn't... They are pre-approving questions beforehand. Um, he did the candy interview with um, Anderson Cooper. And I don't, I don't know, but I would also think that, that you would want to... I would think that you can't have just her out there signaling because she's not doing a great job. Well, right. Now, I mean, even his interviews that he's doing for TV, you're seeing there was that one video that came out the other day that was really bad where he was reading off the teleprompter to the side, you know, and, and he lost the thread of the teleprompter while he was supposed to be answering the question and they just moved on to a totally new question. Was that Swan who was interviewing him in that one? Who was he interviewing with? Is that uh, Telemundo or something? But although, Oh, it was Telemundo. You're right. So I want to be was, honest. I want to advocate, uh, Alice, for honesty here. Is it? It, there's a chance in that, even though I enjoy the idea that that's what he was doing, and he was certainly reading an answer off a teleprompter from somewhere. Right, in an interview, which you don't generally see people do, but okay. Well, I understand. Yeah. Okay, devil's was, advocate, and, let's and, hear and your My thought. feeling is that is that to the left was, he was taking questions out of that monitor from constituents. Okay. And then the constituent disappeared, and he's like, where'd he go? And then and the, and the guy said, oh, it's just me and you now. So I think that might have happened. Or, he was or in the I'm middle just, of answering the question. Or I'm buying fake news, recording to fake he news. He said, I lost that line, I thought. <laughs> maybe you're, <laughs> I don't know. It was, maybe you're right. I whatever. should look into it more. Anyway, we'll, you know what? but we'll the campaign sure isn't answering. Damn it, I forgot to get the emails. Frig. God dang it. I knew oh, there no. was something. Oh, no. Maybe we have to do a double today. We'll see. But we're still going to certainly do one tomorrow. Okay, let's okay. get back to where okay. we were. Go ahead. Back to where we were. Sorry, yeah, the campaign, uh, you're not allowed to ask them if he's using a teleprompter or what the heck was going on in that interview when he appeared to be reading something off the side of the screen and then ran out of answer when he lost track of what was going on. So that's, I mean, 
I, but that's why I say, you know, they're not answering questions. We only have these weird clips of video and nobody's saying what the deal is with them. You know, Tuesday's going to be the moment of truth because Trump sure is not going to let him read off a teleprompter for the whole debate. So, you know, we're going to we're going to get the real story on what's going on with Biden in three days. Um, I really, for one, would like to know. I'm interested to see how he shows up. All right. Let me see this Trump thing. Well, Democratic presidential. You can tell this. They're going to play this. You can tell this is going to be straight down the middle news because this is KUSI news. And uh, let's see. This this is the wrap of that uh, teleprompter event. Wait, this is September 9th. Maybe that's too. That's oh. too long ago. No, it wasn't too that one. I think it ago. was Telemundo. I think you're right. Telemundo was caught using independent. Oh, look at this. Biden teleprompter I put into YouTube. Mm-hmm. The first thing that comes up is independent fact check. Hmm. Was Biden caught using a teleprompter during an interview? Claim Democratic president nominee, presidential nominee, was caught red-handed using a teleprompter during an interview with Telemundo. Rating false. Oh, oh well then. Oh, well, it's false. Okay, never mind. Now I do believe it. Oh, now it, that leads to Snopes. Can we find the uh, the video of the event? Yeah, I assume it's on here. Uh, and Snopes says no. I don't think they're going to show you the video because the video looks pretty bad. Okay, let me see here. Here's, here's the... There are going to be no deportations in the first 100 days of my campaign. Let me get that right. You are going to... Freeze deportations? Freeze deportations for the first hundred days. And then and only people will be deported are people who committed a felony while here. That's number one. I, okay, I lost that line. Yeah, well, it's, but that's good because we could, we could talk you and I on that. Okay. Uh, but but, it's, that but, but th- think about Think about where we are today. There were more than... Yeah. He definitely says he lost the line. Yeah, but it could mean like he, he, he doesn't know telephone line... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, but we'll the see. The problem is, is that we'll he- see Tuesday because Tuesday the crutches are gone. You know. Yeah, but, and also he has used a teleprompter before, and we saw him use it in Anderson Cooper. I mean, they, even if he wasn't using one there, he was using. Okay, this, the the hurricane may have left here. There is also a photo of that from the other angle that shows that there was a teleprompter in the right direction from him sitting in that interview. So he does have teleprompters off to his left there um, where he was looking before. And I mean, I understand TV is tough. Like which camera am I supposed to be looking at stuff like that? Because it changes and they tell you where to look. And I know that's tricky. um, But, but that one seemed pretty clear to me that he was being asked questions and reading the answers off a teleprompter. Right. In, In the CNN one where he was absolutely doing that and you can see his eyes going up and down. Um, that's not great. Yeah, it's not great. And you would all, you would definitely, if you're the Biden people, you would be t- talking to the Anderson Cooper's producer and saying, "Listen, by the way, we're going to be working off some notes here so that we can be crisp and give you exactly what you're looking for, so that you guys can have the best show. You're cool with that, right?" And the producer's 27 years old. Right. He's like, "Oh God, yeah, sure, it's whatever. I mean, we got a we got a job to do. We got to beat Trump, but you know the." the the fact is he does use teleprompters, and it's confirmed by his flax denial. Has Joe Biden ever used a teleprompter during local interviews or to answer Q&A with supporters? Brett, we are not going to engage. This is this is straight from the Trump campaign. Well, yeah, talking they're points. using and, it. And what it does, and what it does, Brett, is it's trying to distract the American people. I'm just, from, they're from, using from it. From they the talk pand- about it every day. Can you well, say yes or no? That's because, they talk about it every day, Brett, because they don't have a coherent uh, Well, you strategy. have an answer. 
Yes or no? Brett, they talk about it every day because they don't have a coherent argument for why Donald Trump deserves re-election, deserves four more years. We know that he lied to the American people. We know that he has not uh, shown leadership during this crisis, and they are desperate to throw anything they can against the wall to try to distract from that fact. I understand, but you can't answer the question. Brett, I am not going to allow okay. the Trump campaign to funnel their <laughs> questions through Fox News and get me to respond to that. Well, TJ, we appreciate your time, and thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. Thank Next you. up this well, evening. Okay, let's ask Jen O'Malley the same question. How do you respond to the criticism that has uh, uh, we've seen this all over about the vice president using a teleprompter during some of these interviews? Oh, well, I mean, first of all, I would say very clearly the vice president uses a teleprompter uh, on occasion. You see it as giving a speech, but he is also out there every day taking questions from reporters. You're seeing that today. He's in Florida uh, and will continue to take questions. He's take I think he took questions every day four or five times uh, out on the stump and out his travel last week. So how do you respond? Yeah. So there you go. So the word teleprompter was in my answer, but um, basically we took a little walk on a winding path away from your original question. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's going to be interesting. But then again, like with Anderson on the in the town hall thing, he was he wasn't bad. I mean, it was a very friendly environment, and Anderson was going to ask him anything that really hurt. But um, but I mean, you can't really you can't really have that uh, stuff. You can't really have that stuff. I mean, we'll see what happens with uh, with the debate, and that's going to be the key. The key is what happens with the debate and how does the, the campaign handle. Uh, situations. How do they handle going up to the debate? Or is this all a ruse? Is it supposed to make him look vulnerable in week? And then when it's go time, he'll be just brilliant during the debate. They they shoot him with whatever steroids or whatever you shoot somebody with. I'm sure they do the same with Trump. Um, just to, you know, caffeine, whatever, to wake him up. Uh, but who knows? He has not, he, it's just been a rough patch, I would say for Biden out there. He has not looked good. I think you can tell just by the reception his DNC speech got because he finished it. You know, and he said words and he said them in a way that you could understand. He seemed very human in it. That everybody celebrated his speech. My goodness, that was a magnificent, marvelous, maybe the best convention speech we've ever seen. Eh, I don't know. The Biden uh, cut of the day, by the way, over the, the weekend, you've you probably heard this already. This is Biden speaking to some troops. This is some while ago. This may have been even more than a year ago, maybe a couple of years ago. But the campaign confirms it happened. He was speaking in front of some troops. Understanding what you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. So I don't think that, uh, I mean, how good is that? <laughs> I Johnson, I think, is like the commanding officer or whatever that. And I think he was having fun saying, clap for that. You know, that's it's Jill and Johnson. Clap for them. You know, that's your commanding officer. You should know to do that. And saying, you know, you know, it's good for you. Clap for that. I think that's what he meant. But there's a, there's he's missing a seamlessness. So there's step one and there's step 20. Instead of going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like that, he goes step one to step 18 to step 20. And so there's a, there's a seamlessness when he says stuff, especially prefab lines that he is missing. So it doesn't come out like it should. I do like the way 
He says bastards like a guy who says that a lot, though. I do like that. Understanding what you may hear about me, I have incredibly good judgment. One, I married Jill. And two, I appointed Johnson to the Academy. I just want you to know that. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. <laughs> How great. Clap for that, you stupid bastards. So the other problem is, of course, they put a lid in Biden <clears throat> so often that the only person out there is Kamala Harris. And we have talked about that being a challenge. Because fine, if Biden's not ready for prime time and he can't get out of bed or they can't, he's having a, a, he's having a bad day, then that's one thing. But then you have her be the ticket ambassador and she's having normal Kamala days. And that is that cannot be good. That is not a good look for her because there's only so many times that she can do this stuff where where she is simply desperately trying to win the room and says something dumb during it. And then she, when she's realized that, she, that she's circling the drain, <laughs> she has no recourse. She has no recourse really but to laugh. And then uh, best rapper alive, Tupac. He's not a, he's, he lives on. Not he's a lot. I know. I keep doing that. This interviewer is really helping her. She is really trying to. Oh, he lives on. That's right. He lives on. Tupac is very much gone. <laughs> I mean, I think that was like 94 when he died or 95. That was a long. That was the last time Kamala actually listened to hip hop, though. I mean, let's well, be Well, do you real. think so? She was out in the professional world, and that's not what she said. But th let's see. Let's watch this. Okay. This um, wordplay between these two. <laughs> Oh, Listen, West Coast girls think Tupac lives on. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Tupac, keep going. I keep, I keep doing that. <laughs> um, who would I say? I mean, there's so many. I mean, you know, it, oh, I, <laughs> ouch. There are some that I, I I would not mention right now because they should stay in their lane. But <laughs> um, others, I. <laughs> so Kanye West. <laughs> Kanye West is the only artist she can actually name is what that sentence says to me do is you that, think even that i mean that would apply I think, I think no i think no but so when she says there's some i can't mention because they should stay in their lane i think to me that says that like the only person i can think of right now is kanye west and i don't want to say him because he's not woke but that's so. also stupid because i'm not what you're saying but for her to say that is stupid because she's in their lane right now She's in the rap lane, doing badly in that lane. There's no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I maintain, I said this to you earlier, I think she should have said Cardi B because that's like, it, then you can do like the, you know, pro woman kind of angle on it. And, you know, she's definitely a rap artist, Cardi B for whatever and, else. Yes. And Cardi B is more likely to go out there and campaign for you than Tupac is. <laughs> I want to know who those are. Keep going. Keep moving. Okay, Keep right. moving, Angela. All right. I didn't, that was not supposed to be a stumper either. Yeah, Angela. That's, <laughs> you're right, Angela. That wasn't supposed to be. That was supposed to be the easy question. Right. But with Kamala, anything, <laughs> anything can be a memorable uh, moment for the ages. And then uh, best rapper alive. Tupac. <laughs> when Tom Shattuck. <laughs> withered old man from Winchester, Massachusetts, with no cultural knowledge about anything could, you know, reel off more rappers living than she can. That is a not, that is not good for her. 
Of that, course. Right. It's really bad. I mean, you or I could both name more rappers than Kamala Harris, apparently. Two p- <laughs> you say he lives on. Well, not a lot. I know. I keep doing that. <laughs> yes. You say, listen, West Coast girls think Tupac lives on. I'm with you. I'm with you. So Tupac, keep going. I keep doing that. Um, who would I say? I mean, there's so many. I mean, you know. it's <laughs> such I, a cop out. I keep doing That's that, too. That's like literally the worst kind of cop out is when somebody asks you for your favorite something and you say that you can't decide because mm-hmm. there's too there's many. There's a lot. I mean, the answers are so front of mind <laughs> that they're cluttering my ability to choose one. There are some that I, I I would not mention right now because they should stay in their lane, but um, others I. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I want to know who one of those are. Keep going. Keep moving. Keep moving, Angela. All right. I didn't. That was not supposed to be a stumper either. Keep moving, Angela. Keep moving. Keep moving. What does Kamala Harris listen to? What were you listening to when you was high? Uh, (laughs) What was on? What song was? Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh huh. Uh, Tupac. Tupac. For sure. For sure. Another lie. You know, this is Tupac and Snoop were in the early nineties. Kamala said that she was smoking a lot of weed in college, and that was in the eighties. It's okay, politicians, by the way, to just admit that you were like a law school nerd and you didn't smoke weed and listen to a bunch of hip hop. That's okay too. You can admit that, and that's fine. Like we get it. But have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. Like and I, and I inhaled. I did inhale. I did inhale. It was the a laughing. long time ago. What a tell that is, the laughing. I've known... I mean, guys, being out there as a young fella or a younger guy, mm-hmm. I've known a lot of guys. Guys are always lying, especially when you're single and you're out with your, your boys when you're tw- in your 20s, mm-hmm. whatever. Everything is a lie. Because it's a sales job. Because you have to convince her to lower herself to your level, especially when, <laughs> if you're at my level or my friends' mm. levels. You know, there was it was everything was a lie because the 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 truth would not is not acceptable. <laughs> it's not acceptable. The truth doesn't sell. But uh. but and but there are also and I dealt with this more. There are also kind of crazy people, and I've known other women who have been like her who are. Absolutely, and they're usually out to charm the room too, who are absolutely full of it, full of it, and they'll have a tell like a laugh, like ha ha ha, like man, that didn't even. <laughs> that not only was that a lie, but there was not even a reason for you to lie. It's like yeah, I remember I had my, my boyfriend had a Mercedes, and I remember I had his hood on in my sweater, and, and they they actually I put it in my sweater, and they caught me in, in, in going through the TSA. I was like, oh my god, that is not my gang metal like there. And it's like, what that story one is not good, two doesn't mean anything. And well, why? And like just laughing and laughing and laughing. So like, I see you need to win this room or whatever. That's what her thing is. She's just she's constantly we, we always say it, she's constantly gotta try to win the room. And you reminded me of or I mean you reminded me of uh, Obama doing this. But I think it's something very Obama did this famously. Well, there are different people who yes. did it about different things, but it's a similar weird lie where you just can't admit that you're like out of your world and right but you know who doesn't have that is mr crazy personality donald trump (laughs) trump doesn't get trump says in a room the blacks love me (laughs) nobody anywhere 
He from just anywhere from any boardroom or HR or Dale Carnegie course or certainly political course would ever say anything like that. <laughs> he no. calls Jewish audiences good bargainers. Uh, no bargain, not bargainers. What's it called? Nego- negotiators. Yes, he said that the room was full of good negotiators. It just- he says the most incredibly. I mean, that right there is. I mean, he doesn't have that thing that she has way too much of. He's missing that nerve. She's all that nerve. Oh my god! Oh my god! And it's it's crazy. So yeah. Obama, let me let me just take down people down memory lane here for a second. Obama didn't really have that problem that Kamala has either. He, he was a guy who was very self confident. He was a cocksure guy. I always feel weird saying that, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was had utmost of confidence, and he was a guy who had a good depth of knowledge on a whole bunch of things. That said, when he when he was with the boys and they wanted to talk shop like the fellas do, Obama wanted to roll right there with him. And I understand this totally, totally. <laughs> but he was the anti-Kamala, except for once. And we pounced on him, those of us who were working talk radio at the time. We, we never let him live this down because we've kind of all been there. But <laughs> course, man, did he get snared. Remember, he was supposed to know he's watching a, a Nats game. I have problems uh-huh. with people even call them the Nats. The Washington <laughs> Nationals. And he threw out the first pitch, uh, much like I threw that water bottle uh, two days ago. <laughs> it was a, a very weak, wimpy, non, looked like his bad hand. Oh. He threw out the first pitch. It went about 85 feet in the air and, and bounced left. <laughs> then he's up in the booth with the guys. I think it's Rob Dibble and somebody else. And he tells them that they're at the Nationals game. I don't know who the Nationals were playing. Maybe the Cubs? I'm not sure. Who I don't they... know. But he put on his White Sox hat while he was down right. there. He puts on his White Sox hat, and, and he tells them why. I'm a Southside kid. Right. He's a Southside kid. Uh-huh. He was not, in fact, a Southside kid. He didn't live in Chicago when that would have been something. <laughs> but, you know. I'm a Southside kid. His house was there in the Southside right. of we, Chicago yeah. and, and his, uh, his Tony Rezco house and all that stuff. So they say, okay, well, look like the president wants to roll with us about baseball. Let's talk about baseball. I know how the Cubs fans and the White Sox fans go back and forth. Who's one of your favorite White Sox players growing up? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I thought that, uh, you know, the truth is that a lot of the Cubs I like too. Uh, so that's a risky That's a risky escape. <laughs> that's Carlos. Well, there's so right. many. Right. You Tupac know? wasn't working out. So <laughs> a lot of the Cubs as well, which is tough because now he's got to come up with some Cubs. Uh, but uh, I did not become a Sox fan until I moved to Chicago. Oh. Because I uh, thought he was a Southside kid. Yeah, he was a Southside kid a second ago. Yeah, I, I was growing up uh, in Hawaii. And so I ended up actually being. He is now jumping off the, the chessboard, moving away from the opponent, uh, forward once and diagonally to the right, forward once diagonally to the right. We have now left Chicago. We are now on a puddle jumper and landing in Hawaii, and he's daring Rob Dibble and the other guy, follow me to Hawaii with some of these questions. Man, I will bring you right to the beach cabana where I smoked weed and, and surfed and make you ask questions about that because I can answer those. Uh, an Oakland A's fan. But when I move, he's the A's too. Oh, he's so, no. Can he name any of those? No, right now, <laughs> right now, you what you have is somebody in the control center for CBS Sports or whatever it was then, yelling at them. Don't you dare ask him about the Cubs or the A's. Don't you dare ask him about the Cubs or the A's. We're gonna get in trouble already. We're gonna have um, Robert Gibbs and David Axelrod and David Pluff 
And uh, Rahm Emanuel is going to kick down the door and ream us if you ask him again. To Chicago, uh, I was living close to uh, what was then Kaminsky Park. Right? It was never Kaminsky Park. It's always been Kaminsky Park. Doesn't matter because he didn't know the park, didn't know the White Sox, didn't know any of this thing. Which is, this okay, is also- but that's okay. It's okay that he's a person who right. doesn't know what the baseball, as a person who also doesn't know what baseball, you know, parks are called or right. have any sports knowledge except what I'm pretending to have. Yes. You know, like, that's okay. It's okay to be a person who spends more time thinking about constitutional law than about who's on the Oakland A's. Right. And so the, the problem is, is that, He's now taken us out of Chicago because the question is, who are your favorite White Sox? Since he put on the White Sox cap. Right, and he's a Southside kid. So they ask him about them. So now the answer, this is all the answer to who are your favorite White Sox. We're a minute into an answer <laughs> that has yet to include a name of a White Sox. <laughs> but we've gone to Oakland and we've gone to Hawaii. And now we're back on the uh, back in Chicago. And went to a couple games and just fell in love. And the nice thing about this. Not with the players, apparently. <laughs> fell in love with somebody else, but certainly not the players. Sox is, it's real blue-collar baseball. Right. You know, we always tease about the Cubs. They, you know, they're up at Wrigley and sipping wine. And <laughs> playing those day know, games. They're playing yeah. those day games. And, and knowing time. the name of the Freshly. players and, you know, <laughs> lamos. Jesus. <laughs> and, and that was, I can, and, but uh, that didn't happen very often with Obama. That is a beauty. That is a yeah. be- beauty. It's, um, but it just, it makes you think about how we take these people who are, pol- we let our country be run by a bunch of people who are a lot of times kind of weird people, but we've like put them through these paces of having to like try and pretend that they're one of us, which most of them are not. Most of them are mm total weirdos and it's like then we try and make them act (laughs) like they're normal people and it's sort of this weird performance art that we do like where we send them all to Iowa and make them like eat fried food at the Iowa State Fair and they all have to try and look like they normally eat fried food at it Iowa State Fair. <laughs> Remember know? all the pictures of Buttigieg last year? <laughs> right. Ang- <laughs> Angrily eating food. And, like, Cory Booker's a vegan, but, you know, he had to, like, eat food that he wouldn't normally, so he would, like, look. And, like, Jellibram was another one who, like, could not look normal eating food. She's, she like- couldn't look. She Remember she had, like, a belly shirt and was like, gay rights, and had some pink shot? Yeah, she Remember was, like, that? bartending at something about gay rights. Like, woo, gay rights! And then <laughs> such a- She's, like, everyone's, like, wine mom like oh, trying it's, it's, to run for president it's awful <laughs> but like we do this to politicians i don't know why i don't know why it's okay that kamala harris can't name any rappers you know like it, i'm fine with that it's just like funny to me that we take these people who are sort you have to be sort of weird to want to go into politics in the first place and then to be successful at it you have to probably be really weird but like now we take kamala harris and be I mean, I think part of it is because she's black, we're, like, sticking her on all these shows trying to be hip and, like, it's so painful. Like, why do we still have to do this? Please, can we stop? So, uh, so I'm watching the Jill and Brand thing right now. She's got a Love is Brave rainbow shirt on. She's got all these, like, bangle things. And this is her her feeling of what the lesbians and the gays must be like. <laughs> this is a snapshot of... Gay rights is something that you would have said in the 80s. Like, we would have said, gay rights, that's a thing, you know? I mean, we're so far That's, like, the issue. Right, but it's a, it's a, what's a Buscemi meme? Like, hi, fellow students. It's so... (laughs) Yeah, hi, fellow kids. She's so not... How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, she's not saying the right thing, but she's got (laughs) to... 
nice when she puts up her hand there and it's like, uh. yeah, no kidding. Uh, the pandering is so awful. And even, I can't think of too many people who don't really, who are comfortable in their own skin. Even like Mitt with his, with his like mom jeans. Or he'd roll up his sleeves and her. Uh, and um, Gore had that thing where he's a big stiff jerk. He couldn't be comfortable in his own skin. W was comfortable in his own skin, but he'd also like clear his nose like with a farmer's blow, which was <laughs> which was which uh. wasn't fun to watch. But uh, some of these guys are just terrible. I, I would say a couple of people who aren't terrible are Rand Paul is his own cat. Yeah, he has owned being weird. He's right. weird, but he's like just embraced the weird now. Right, and. Other people comfortable? I, I can tell you, in a personal level, who I've interviewed, uh, Lindsey Graham, he's putting on a song and dance. There's no doubt, <laughs> but he's really good at it. And right. he reads a room. He's a really comfortable guy. He's a very charming guy. He's very funny. He'll always give you something that, which, if you're a journalist and doing a, a, a an interview, you know, you're always thankful for that because he's giving you quotes. He's saying stuff close to the edge. He's mm -hmm. always that makes you look good. You bring that to the editor, that makes you look like a star. They like you. Lindsay knows that. And he sees that reflected in how right. a reporter takes that. Um, but, um... I mean, I, Clinton was a guy, too, who was definitely comfortable, I feel like. He didn't it, get caught off guard being awkward a lot. You know, you didn't feel about Clinton... I mean, I, he was probably too comfortable in a lot of situations, but... Mm -hmm. um, you know, well, he wasn't but, a person that you felt like this just, like, weird uncoolness and poserness like trying so hard to do like you didn't get that with Clinton that often. Oh no, and he was a he was a charmer and he was not afraid to be self-effacing and I first saw him ever before I I hated him when he was a candidate. I used to say I hated him. I was like, like 19 whatever. Mm -hmm. My mother yelled at me back then. Never say you hate somebody. But I would I didn't like how condescending he was what he was. But uh I I hated him in the 19-year-old way. But but he was a guy who if you saw him after 1988, you know, so in 1988, he gave this speech at the convention, mm -hmm. Democratic convention, for Dukakis. He was like the keynote one night, whatever. And it meandered long and long. Nobody knew who he was in the country. But he was a governor of, of um, Arizona. Yes. He, that was right, right? Arizona? No, no, I'm not Arizona. Arkansas? Arkansas. Yeah, governor of Arkansas. And he gave this speech that was long and meandering. And there were reaction shots in the crowd and people like were getting upset. Mm -hmm. And it was terrible. Terrible. It was the worst thing that had ever been done. He was so untalented at it. And then he went on uh, Johnny Carson. And hmm. I just saw him on Johnny Carson, just watching The Tonight Show. And I see this guy there. And they show his speech. And they go back to to him and Johnny Carson. And Johnny's saying, man, I wouldn't want to be you up there or whatever. And Clinton was made fun of himself so much. Hmm. And I thought, man, this guy is the best, most likable politician I've ever seen. I would love that guy to be, yeah, to be anything. I knew never. Then I didn't hear from him for a couple of years, and then he's the nominee. But, but he also Clinton used to also, after he was president, when I worked in the hotel in the nineties. Um, no, I guess he was president in the nineties. So it must have been. It was after he was president, though. Okay. In, in like two thousand, around two thousand. Right, anyway. right after he was president, um, he came into our hotel. The Parker House Hotel. This might have been for, I, I don't know. Oh, maybe it was because the DNC was gonna. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. But um, but Clinton was different. I, actually, I've seen him a couple times. Maybe I never told you this first story. You know, in the nineties, 
1994, I worked uh, at the Harborside Hyatt Hotel. Okay. At the airport. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I was only 21. And we heard that, that the Clinton was coming to town. And mm-hmm. they said he was going to take the, that he was going to, he was going to take the tunnel from the airport. The airport's two and a half miles away from the mainland Boston, really. Uh-huh. So he's going to take the tunnel from the airport in the caravan. Um, but just in case, where my hotel was, there was a ferry, this harbor mm-hmm. ferry that goes back and forth from our hotel to Rose Wharf. Okay. So in case for some reason they had divert, so so the Secret Service all over the hotel and this and that. And I'm just I was not a Clinton guy, you know. I was, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm watching from a floor above, you know, these people getting ready to take the ferry, and we were all told well, Secret Service is in the hotel, and we said, is he coming over here? And they said, no, no, he's taking the going through the tunnel, whatever. So, so Air Force One comes in, which is very cool, of course, because all the planes mm-hmm. have to stop, and out of the sky comes this beautiful plane, and it parks near where the hotel is, because back at that time, that was where FedEx was, and freight planes, and, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't near any people. So, so, um, the, suddenly, a motorcade is pulling up. Cops surround where the ferry takes off. It's a small uh-huh. little area, little brick area, with mm-hmm. a little dock. Small ferry probably takes 15 people or whatever. <clears throat> and there are business people waiting to get the ferry. Mm-hmm. So they're waiting there, and there's a line of them, you know. You know, the ferries came eight every eight minutes, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So it's like 25 people in line. And the cops pull up. More Secret Service come up to the area. And I'm like thinking, Jesus, this must be a decoy. Because if this ain't him, this is this is weird. And, and then the big limos come up, and more limos come up. And they pull around the circle. And I'm watching from a floor above, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, Jesus. It's a lot of pomp and circumstance for not a president. <laughs> <coughs> so, so, um, so all of the this, the the fuzz is everywhere, as uh, as, um, <laughs> as the Billy cool Porter say. Billy Porter would say. Um, and then suddenly, th- this guy gets out of the front seat of one of these limos, and it looks just like Clinton. And he gets out and he walks around the car for a little bit. I thought, is that that looks just like him? Is that him? And I look closer and it's not him. It's just somebody who looks like him. Oh, huh. So, so do you think it was like legitimately a decoy fake president? Like in the first Star Wars, the well, first Star Wars prequel with the fake Amidala? Well. Okay. Um, then they open up the third limo and out walks Bill Clinton. Huh. President Clinton. And there's the people it, waiting for the water shuttle had no clue he was coming there. Ha. And they've got a shuttle, water shuttle waiting for him open which they right. you know had been commandeered by the secret service or whatever and you know the idea is they get him out as soon as he's out of the car they're looking to move him they want mm-hmm. him moving on to the boat <clears throat> you know i was thinking about that at the time i thought i'm up here in the second floor and nobody's like frisked me i wasn't thinking of shooting him but i thought jesus if anybody wanted to you know right but i'm sure there were snipers whatever but you just think about that sometimes I'm like oh my god is this guy safe but uh, so he they they rush him towards the gangplank of the boat. Mm-hmm. Clinton hits the brakes and stops and says hi to every single person in line. Wow! The whole thing, shaking hands, the whole thing, every single person in that line. He was notoriously late for everything. And this is probably why. Right. But these were a bunch of people, <clears throat> twenty five commuters who had no idea he was even coming there. Right, and some of whom probably didn't vote for him. Just statistically, didn't speaking. vote for him. Right. Exactly. There's no press around. You know, usually you'd tell the press to, so you could have a photo spray so you can see mm-hmm. the president. 
the press had expected him to come out of the tunnel. For some reason, they decided to take the water shovel. And Clinton worked the crowd, every single person, to make sure that they felt good. You know? Yeah. They had a crap day at work or whatever. This guy, this president came over, they did or didn't vote for him. He made them feel good and made them feel like he was thinking of them. Right. You know? And right. every single person. And then they could go up, they go in the boat, the Coast Guard is there with the machine gun suddenly, and they mm -hmm. whisk him across to Rose Wharf. This guy, and then later on, like I told you, years later, he came to the Parker House Hotel uh, when I worked there. Similar, um, similar. Uh, my career hadn't elevated, so I was at a similar <laughs> job. But so, um, uh, not to demean hotel work, just my career hadn't elevated. Most of the guys I mostly with, I'm laughing at you. Most of the guys yes. I work with have done very well. Um, so so then, um, so then Clinton goes up there um, and runs up to the to the bar, shakes hands with everybody. He's up in the bar, shakes hands with everybody, shakes mm -hmm. hands with the bartender. Shakes hands with the with the bell people, and then plunges into the back of the house, into the back of the house. You know the Parker House Hotel is it was open in eighteen sixty five. Some mm -hmm. of the old building is like there. He plunges to the back of the house. I'm sure he went downstairs. There's a, an old table where Ho Chi Minh used to Make live in the bakery. Parker and, House rolls or whatever. Right, and Malcolm yeah. X used to work there. And he's meeting and saying hi to all the back of the house people, the housekeepers, uh -huh. the bussers, room service, dishwashers, line cooks, sous mm -hmm. chefs. The people who do the loading talk. This guy, Clinton, loved people. Yeah. So, like, to him, this wasn't work. This was great. You know, yeah. he loved it. So, I believe that. And good instincts. I mean, I think it's telling that we heard stories come out after the Hillary Clinton campaign that uh, Bill was had been trying to tell the campaign to go more to the Midwest and be in Wisconsin and all these things. Um, you know, I think I think he has very good political instincts. I think some of those qualities go along with, you know, they're they're the flip side of qualities that we also saw play out with him that were not positive, like um his his right. well, ways he wasn't with asleep, women. Whether afraid to sleep with a constituent as well. Right, right. I mean I think he was very, very good with people and I think he was very, very good with uh, you know, nineteen year old interns and you know, all that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was good with them. Uh I mean not good to them, but right. I think he he knew how to he knew how to, you know, win people over, put it that way. In way in ways good and bad. Um and and I think that you know, there there are not a lot of politicians out there right now, certainly not in this most recent presidential race, who are good like that. There's a lot of awkward, mm -hmm. weird people running for president. And I think that that gets that aspect of Trump gets sort of underplayed because he is, you know, so sort of boorish in a mm -hmm. way that Clinton wasn't really. But he um, he has some of Clinton's good qualities and some of his bad qualities uh, around the same thing. He's good at in person at winning people over. He has kind of a winning personality. He's a charmer, mm -hmm. you know, and like you see that with Trump, you know, and these people try and have it like Kamala tries to have it. Yes. But like it just it's not something you can fake. And no. as a person who's an awkward 
not outgoing person who does not have that at all. Like, I know it when I see it. When I see the person in the awkward situation that they don't really know the answer to the questions because they're faking it, (laughs) I recognize that because I'm in that situation a lot because I don't really know what I'm talking about a lot. But It comes from from a place of total insecurity, too. If you're not secure about yourself, and and she's not secure about herself because that's not her. She's pretending to be somebody else. Right. There was a time in in a bar in the Beacon Hill pub, BHP, in about the year 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Mike, who was on this podcast, was with me. And we were, we were, there were two young ladies who we saw in the bar, and we thought that maybe they thought we were cool and good looking and, <laughs> and vice versa. And I was closer to good looking then than I was now, than I am now. So, and, and I was younger and whatever. So, but I had no, we had no um, intestinal fortitude either. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, me saying, hi, my name's Tom, how you doing? Has never worked. It has never worked. I am zero for like eighteen thousand. <laughs> so then I thought. So I'm gonna rebrand myself and use my middle name, which is Win. Mm-hmm. So I like psych myself up. <laughs> this hurts to tell. This is so awful. It's so awful. And my friend Mike actually still. I know. I I could see his pain from it. <laughs> and uh, so I say I'm gonna use my name. My winning win. So, uh, so I'm gonna lead. Mike's my wingman. I'm going in. So mm-hmm. we walk over to them, and sh- <laughs> I, sh- they look over and they say, "Oh, hi!" And I say, "Hi." Now I'm everybody. I'm now panicked in my mind. I'm like, uh, "Oh, what was I supposed to say? Line, line, line. Where am I? Here am I? What am I doing here? You know the thing. I'm like all over the place. I'm like, "Hi, my, my name's Tom. I mean, Win. My name's Tom Win." And and I'm she's like what what's wrong I'm like oh, and Mike just like shuttles me off like he's like let's just go, yeah, go, 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 go. if you don't know and your name like, yeah yeah it's like yeah you don't you gotta get that right it was just awful oh. awful but I had no confidence you know there are guys who could say you know my name is Jellybean Pickle Breath <laughs> and Sell have it. enough yeah you know my, I was just trying to use my own name or the alternate and couldn't like get that right get that over. Right. And that's Kamala. She's she can't talk about rap and things like that because she's pretending. She's not this isn't her thing. It's not what she does. I don't know what her thing is. I don't know what her passion is. I don't know. I know that she she laughs nervously a lot and hopes that time moves on and that she gets transported out of the, out of the situation. A lot of times the reporters <laughs> or Bail questioners like out. Angela will say, "Okay, it yeah, you know, Tupac does live on in all of yes. our hearts. Yes. So there's I, I, that. Yeah, exactly. I know that's what you were saying because there's no way that you would be <laughs> stupid enough to suggest that he's alive <laughs> and that everything about you in the Timberlands uh, are all a lie and that you're just, you're that you're more than like this uh, blue steel stare. You know, you can't just be that. But maybe she is. All right, Alice, we've gotten way off course here. True, true. Shall we? Distracted. Okay, <sighs> where to, where to? Funny stuff or stupid stuff? Or ACB? How about some ACB? Right now, can you check Twitter? Can you go to Twitter.com? Oh, I haven't seen. I've Trump Twitter. has Twitter. announced Twitter.com forward yet. index dot htm. Uh, so, but yes, but we have been seeing from numerous uh, legitimate sources, it appears that Trump... Although it's not official yet, has made a Supreme Court pick. Um, 
Yeah, but has so. he made it? Made it? Barrett is trending. When's he gonna make it? When's he gonna say? Really, it's impossible to tell just from the trending topics because she was trending anyway. Um... Oh, we gotta. You just get this Reddit uh, thing about Joe Rogan too. We gotta talk about that before we're done. That'll be the last two things we talk about. Okay, so um, it looks like Amy Coney Barrett is going to be. It's Coney, correct? Coney, yes, okay, not Comey like the FBI guy. Right, Coney the FBI like guy, the guy, which is another thing we should discuss that tomorrow. Um, Amy Coney Barrett looks like she's gonna be the man for the job, right, Alice? It seems like she is. So, um, let us see. What are you? This has this is about uh, Amy Coney Barrett, right? Of the election is that what? It is? Anyway, so it's a, it's going to start. All the, this prepare for her to be um, completely pilloried, to be blown up by Democrats. Prepare, pre- prepare for them to destroy or attempt to destroy her reputation and vilify her in, uh, in a sick and horrible way. Your friend and, Ibram Kendi yes. uh, has some things to say about her uh, adopting children from Haiti. Oh, good. I'm sure it's very positive. I'd like um, to hear from yes, him. Yes, he says that some white colonizers adopted, in quotes, scare quotes, adopted black children. They, quote, civilized these, quote, savage children <laughs> in the, quote, superior ways of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the picture of humanity. That's That sounds just about right. That, that seems like, I think, what most people are thinking about when they adopt children is Yes, I could see it just the way she looks, that that's the kind of thing that she <sighs> would do. So expect more of that stuff. I think we'll get a good barometer of what we're about to hear about her is Bill Maher, who brought her up in the show. Apparently, the pick is going to be this Omi, Omi, Amy, Comey. <laughs> say her name, Bill. Remember, if you say Kamala, you're racist. Say her name. We'll all be saying this name a lot, I'm sure, because she's a f***ing nut. <laughs> By the way, Bill Maher audience, why is that funny? Why is she a bleeping nut funny? Oh yeah, she's insane. She's insane. That's funny. That's what. Where's the like joke? I like Bill Maher can often be quite funny. Now he's just angry right now in this thing. Religion. <laughs> I was right about that one too. <laughs> Amy. <laughs> this seems like a Sorry, good strategy but... for Democrats. It seems good. Amy Smart. Comey Barrett, Catholic, really Catholic. I mean, really, really Catholic. Like speaking in tongues. <laughs> like she doesn't believe in condoms. Uh. By the way. For people who are uh, illiterate about religion, like Bill Maher is, um, speaking in tongues is not a traditionally Catholic practice. Yes, uh, she was a part of a group that identifies, I mean, kind of in the Mike Pence world, as evangelical Catholic a little bit. But evangelical is really its own movement that popularized speaking with tongues that dates from the 19th century in America. It is not a traditional Christian practice of either the Catholic or any other historical apostolic church. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I was going to say that. I'm sorry. But this, it, it's just as a person of religion, mm-hmm. I just am bothered by people who know absolutely zilch about religion you know, it's it's like we talked about some other people who are posers when they talk about baseball. Mm. You know, Bill Maher, when he talks about religion, is absolutely out of his depth and knows absolutely zero what he's talking about. Speaking in tongues is a totally Pentecostal, you know, American practice that I, by the way, am opposed to and a lot of very religious people are opposed to. But uh, it's not a traditionally Catholic thing. So if you say really Catholic, like speaking in tongues, it's just it's such a mishmash of like weird stuff. These things don't even go together. Anyway, it's just that's my 
I'm bothered by that, but whatever. We can continue. Sorry. I get the feeling that he was trying to slander her good name. Uh, she- Apparently, the pick is going to be this Omi, Omi, Amy Comey. <laughs> we'll all be saying this name a lot, I'm sure, because she's a f***ing nut. <laughs> Religion. You, was- who whoops? Oh, did you hear the nut thing? Woo! Jesus, man, what a fun taping. <laughs> right about that one, too. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> sorry, but... Amy Comey Barrett, Catholic, really Catholic. I mean really, really Catholic, like speaking in tongues. Like, she doesn't believe in condoms, which is what she has in common with Trump, because he doesn't either. I remember that from Stormy Daniels. So she's going to be on the court. So, so she doesn't believe in... Is that because she has a lot of kids? Is that what that means? Oh, yeah. And all of us, by the way who have a lot of kids we've all heard the jokes we get it we love yes. the, you guys all love it doesn't say it's not totally weird and says a lot about you that you immediately when you see women with lots of children immediately go to our sex practices but i mean that's it's so messed up and weird but anybody any woman who has a lot of kids and goes out in public with her lot of kids has heard these comments, so it's not new. Right. We get it. Thank uh, you. Uh, Thank you. You're all thinking about me and my husband having sex. It's not It's not weird. That's fine. Go ahead. I also think... Uh, <laughs> this show's gone to odd places, hasn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like, I just... it's. I like the idea, things. though, that, that, you were, that you were, he kind of watermarks it, stamps it with she's uh, Stormy Coney Barrett. You know, that's you're supposed to know. Because oh, yeah. they just like Trump, you know... Well, no, and I'm sure I'm sure that we'll get told that he absolutely did not mean anything in, improper about her and or Trump about the thing. But the truth is that if you put her and Trump and both of them having in common that they don't like condoms into a sentence and then you bring up Stormy Daniels, too, or whatever, like, obviously, it seems to me obvious that the implication is that you're creating a mental image of her and Trump somehow being improper together. Right, of course, and you'll hear a, um, you'll hear more of that stuff as it comes. Ibram Kendi. What did he write again? He's really smart, I'm told. So what did he write? Oh, I don't remember. He's one of these. So, um, yeah. one of these what else? One of these uh, wokeologist uh, studies people. I don't know. Okay. Well, let me make sure you don't get into trouble. I'm not saying any. It has nothing to do with anything to do with skin tone. That's for sure. So. By the way, I want to give a um, shout out to some people in the media who are doing a good job, surprisingly. Really? Yes. Unlike your buddy, Ibrahim. Ibram Kendi. Ibram Kendi. Mm-hmm. My media person is Gail King. Okay. From CBS. Who's, um, I don't, I obviously don't watch any of these things, but I, but she had Nancy Pelosi on and she actually... Almost did journalisming during the interview. It was very interesting. But Madam Speaker, they always say he who has the votes has the power. Wouldn't Don't you think the Democrats would do the same thing if the situation was reversed? No. You no, do not. That is absolutely not true. You don't. And this is totally, completely inappropriate. That's not it, though. That's That was just the beginning. That's okay. a, You know, what, what the Democrats, okay. you know, uh, ram through um, Stormy Coney Barrett uh, and for the Supreme Court. And, and, um, and of course they would. Jesus, of course. They, they've already said they're going to pack the court and make states and, uh, you know, add senators. <laughs> of course. Jesus. 
Tuesday is a big debate, the first debate between the two of them, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. You had earlier suggested that you didn't think Biden should debate. Do you still feel that way? I, I do. Not that I don't think he'll be excellent. No. I just think that the president has no fidelity to fact or truth. And actually, in his comments the last few days, no fidelity to the Constitution of the United States. He and his henchmen are a danger with their comments, are a danger to our democracy. So I don't want to give him, you know, why bother? You know, he doesn't tell the truth. He isn't committed to our Constitution. But, but Speaker Joe Pelosi, Biden that's what right. people he say is a problem. Your language is, to some, is just as egregious as what they're saying by calling the Whoa. president's people henchmen. Some could say that's Listen. just as insulting as what, no, what he's ca- saying. Now, uh, hey, now, wait a second. So Pelosi now either doesn't understand that the attack is on her directly or she can't resist but expose some of her, um, it's not itinerary, agenda. You. No, well, I don't care what he says about me. Every knock from him is a boost for me. If he wants to help me raise money, he can keep knocking me. But- oh. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Good, good. So now we know what that's about. And I'm speaking truth. Our Constitution is at the mercy of people who have no allegiance to the Constitution of the United States. They have repeatedly demonstrated that. Now that the president has said what he has said, but it's even the Republicans the are public. coming out and saying there there will be a, trans, tra, a transition to power. No, Gail King, you are in trouble. Oh. You're in trouble. Good job, Gail King. Nicely done. done. Okay, so in Mass and Massachusetts, we have. Over uh, a couple of days ago, Governor Baker, he spoke about Breonna, uh, Breonna Taylor. He wants people to know where we are in this. What happened to Breonna Taylor was a horrible, terrible tragedy. And unfortunately, in our country, too many tragedies like this befall people of color and far too often. Now, it would seem like an odd thing for the, the um, governor of the state of Massachusetts to speak about a an event happening in Kentucky that involves the killing, the tragic killing of a black woman. And it was a terrible, it's terrible, it's a terrible killing. Absolutely. Um, and somebody effed up, there's no doubt about that. But it's interesting that our governor is talking about this. He knows the name Breonna Taylor, we can see that. Now, there are black young black men and women killed just about daily in this country. Is he going to go through a roll call of tragically, um, you know, ended lives? Or why just Brianna? T- I mean, Breonna can t- he name any of the uh, black Americans killed tragically in Boston? Right. In the last month? Because so there have been some. Right. So, I so mean, it, like, does he know any of their names? So the messaging is clear that Governor Baker is making it known that he is on the side of BLM, that he's on the side of the demonstrations, and that he is uh, happy to be as opportunistic as 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 possible. And hold on one second. Massachusetts continues. Okay. And in a way, two days ago, he called it the National Guard, mm-hmm. and in a sense, sanctioned now more protests. And there have been protests here in Boston. There were protests of Wednesday night, protests Friday night, which is last night for mm-hmm. us right now. And he's happy to sanction these protests. 
He's signaled that this is okay with me. That's great. Even though a couple of months ago when there were protests and riots, also from the same people, the Black Lives Matter folks, mm-hmm. um, he made it quite clear. Anytime there's um, big gatherings uh, with close quarters, um, the potential for spread is real. So you would think, since we're yelling at people taking booze, cruises, and this and that because they can be spreaders and that the COVID can kill people, mm-hmm. you would think he would have enough respect for the black community and all the, the Antifa people and the white kids from Wellesley to tell them to stay home because they could hurt each other. And their loved ones. Yes, and their loved ones. You would think you would say something about that, but nada, nothing. And the press is all in. But the thing is, is that Social media has undermined the media, the terrestrial media, and mm-hmm. undermined President Baker. Because this is what we're... President Baker? I'm sorry. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> very shortly. I mean, that's what he's doing. Uh, uh, he's being in his ascension. He is out of here. If Biden wins, Baker is out of here in less than a year. Mm-hmm. So, listen to this. This is WCVB in Boston. This is their rap about the protests. Okay. It has been decided that... We're doing mostly peaceful protests and this and that. And it was mostly mm-hmm. peaceful, actually, on Friday night. This has been going on for about five hours now. Currently, the protesters are here between Faneuil Hall and City Hall. They have shut down Congress Street. And right now, they're listening to speeches. We heard countless chants along the way, but the one we probably heard the most was Say Her Name, Breonna Taylor. Many focusing the message here tonight on getting people out to vote. We have to continue sending this message because, you know, it seems like, and it's no disrespect to the police, but a lot of these closet Klansmen are hiding under this, the flag of Blue Lives Matter. Is that a GOTV message? Is that a getting out the vote message? <laughs> the closet Klansmen? Um, I don't think, yeah, to me, that that's a little bit more. And also saying, yes, there were, there were messages in city halls and there were speakers in city halls. Nobody never said that blue lives don't matter. Well, I, but yes, they did, I believe. <laughs> yes, they did. They're supposed to be defunded. They're murderers. They're killers. They're wantonly Yeah, I think kill- we were told that they're not actually blue lives that they just put on the uniform so they should take it off and go home. Uh, right, and If it's they funny. don't want to be shot at. Exactly. And WCBB, you know, it's funny because in the same news wrap, they talk about some of the speakers. Some of the speakers have a few things to say well, about We're saying place. that all lives can't matter until black lives matter. This one, however, started and ended at night, and there were people eating in the south end as protesters marched by chanting, black people used to live here, but because of gentrification, that's no longer the case. Do you think that the second part of the tran- chant, black people used to live here, was, but because of gentrification, that's no longer the choice? <laughs> Um, what was the second part of the I chant? get the feeling it was a little more <laughs> colorful than that. <laughs> but CVB, they don't want... The, the, the I also medium. like that they phrased it like, diners were eating in the South End as protesters went by. Like, n- instead of the, the protesters went right. and bothered people who were just trying to mind their own business at a restaurant. Right. So let, let's go back and listen to again the, the phrasing of this. This has been going on for about five hours now. Currently, the protesters are here between Faneuil Hall and City Hall. They have shut down Congress Street. And right now, they're listening to speeches. Let's listen to a speech. I think that's a good idea. Let's listen to a speech. One of the speeches at Boston City Hall was from one of the activists named Yelania. Is it a get out the vote message? I I assume that's what they mean. (laughs) Oh, good. The government found the financial means to equip pigs with millions of dollars worth of protective equipment. Now, why would you give a farm animal protective (laughs) equipment? It seems weird. Seems weird. I mean, I know there's been 
talk about feral hogs in the Midwest and, you know, attacking farms. To but arm I just, them. It seems odd. Okay. That's a nice speech for Boston City Hall, the seat of, of city <sighs> government. Without hesitation to use against protesters who are simply asking to stop being killed. Right. Yeah. right. To stop being killed. Right. Anybody fact checking? This is what America looks like. Wait, did she stutter? Say- yeah, it sounded like I don't know. It's uh, odd. I don't Are know. there three letters in the America? I hope y'all know what that triple K sounds like. Uh, okay. Listen, yeah, Yelania, yeah, we get it. It's a bit haggard by now. We get it. This is what America thinks of black women. I need y'all to hold that verdict deep into you. Can you imagine, by the way, if you're a guy, if you're a modern, if you're it's 2020, and you're like, uh, you know, Sid Herzog, you know, the only, the chapter member of the KKK, like somewhere in, I don't know, Chicopee, Massachusetts. You know, you have no real office. You work, work out of the house, and mostly on social media. Putting About 75% in- of your friends are undercover FBI agents. Right. I mean, exactly, like- exactly. And you miss, and you like, you, you look at all the old pictures of, of when the KKK marched in, in, um, in, in Chicago and when they were going after the Beatles and they were, and the huge cross burnings and on horses and all this like that. And you're like saying, you know, you, you pine for the heyday when racism was, was up. It, but and now you hear somehow you're there in your office, you know, or not your office. You're there trying to like trying to reach for the second, uh, you know, uh, second to last, you know, log of Kit Kat that fell behind the sofa you know, because you know it's back there and you want it badly, even though it's been a week. And you're hearing now just how famous and huge the KKK is. And you're not invited to the party. You know, there's right. no, it's a, you got this person, yeah, yeah, Elena, who's yelling, talking about the KKK. The KKK is everywhere. They're running America, apparently. I mean, I just, this is what's so dangerous, not to put this like on a serious note, but that's what's so dangerous about how ever since Trump, like, the press keeps elevating this message that there's, like, white nationalists everywhere and that Trump, like, is empowering white nationalists and all this stuff and the KKK and these These people are on their last legs. There's about 13 of them left. And, you know, it, it only boosts them and empowers them when you act like they're better than they are. Right. Because they really are looking for the kid cat behind the sofa. They're they're really done. Yes. This is not if the yes, this is not the hate. This is the ultimate loser time for the KKK. <laughs> the only one that we know, the only white supremacist anybody knows is the CNN star Richard Spencer who now has endorsed Joe Biden. Right. You don't hear a lot about the microphones are not in front of that guy's face anymore for some reason. Your soul because that's the we us, we gotta deal with every day. That's how people look at us every day. Okay? That is what America thinks of black women, of black people, and yet, and Wednesday's verdict further serves to show. Didn't, was there a black president? I guess it doesn't matter. That was, yeah. I, I, maybe he wasn't. Also, there wasn't a verdict on Wednesday, it was just an indictment. That this is how our justice system responds to its citizens, please. With utter disregard, disdain, and disrespect. That's why peace don't work. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. Some of the uh, more poetic stanzas are, she's reading from her phone. Which I find dis- dishonorable. That's why peace does not work. So now. So, um, in the 
fully city-sanctioned mega rally in uh, City Hall in mm-hmm. Boston if the the time for peace is ending speech comes on. How long do you think that lasts? Hmm. So now! So now! We the time you. for so peace is over! The time for peace has far from past us! Because we protested peacefully and they tear gassed us. We protested peacefully and they beat us with sticks. We protested peacefully and they threw us in jail. We protested peacefully and they ran us over with cars. We. So she's obviously talking about the recently. Recently, this car running over stuff and this other mm-hmm. stuff is... It, I don't know necessarily that that's not total pandemonium in the streets. Well, there's Charlottesville. That's right. a, well, that's that's a not, car. That's not the recent rash of riots that right, have been that's happening. Right, that's true. That's true. It's you're also- protesting peacefully. If you're slamming the car with a baseball bat and threatening to pull the person out and kill them, you're not protesting peacefully. Right. <laughs> protested peacefully. They kidnapped us in Ardenmark Vans. We protested... That was that was Antifa. They were guiping near the federal <laughs> building. You know, I'm sorry. Wh- what, what what marking do you want in the vans? <laughs> Where's your fact checker? And they still continue to kill us. They still continue to kill us. We protest. That's psychotic. Police peacefully while they continue to murder us again and again and again and again. That person is a psychotic, and she's got a <laughs> bunch of people saying, "Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right." Mm-hmm. This is craziness, but no, these are the fun the fun speeches happening in City Hall Plaza, according to news. Well, that was a get-out-the-vote message. Well, yes, I... get-out-the-vote message, exactly, and some of the chants that they talked about as well, Most so mostly peaceful chants. This one I like very much, because this is kind of a medley. Said, no justice, no peace. Bleep the police is tough to say. It, the the meter is off on it. Right, it's it, missing some syllables. It's not four I think. four time. It switches at the end, mm-hmm. so it's tough. So that's maybe why the old tried and true whose streets are streets overtakes one out. It. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, don't you have one there where they uh, they solved the problem with some uh, some more syllables added to the uh, no justice, no Hold peace. On. Let's try this one. Okay, this racist police. See, that has a better rhythm to it. I yeah, that was the use. They were playing off the backbeat in that one, too. But that does require a little more. It's interesting. They've been protesting so long that maybe they'll create a modern jazz. Yeah, like, be... No justice, no peace. Bleep those racist bleep police. Is that the slogan? It's a... Let's see what else I mean, we have okay. here. I've got more of these, I think. Don't I have more chance? This racist police! No justice! No peace! This racist police! I'm sorry that we live in a country that feeds off the dehumanization and genocide of our people, of black women specifically. I don't know if that was reflected in the local news that we've heard. Exactly this vindictive, racist, and violent rhetoric. I don't know that we've heard about this. This is incredible. How dangerous is the media? Jesus, they are so I mean, dangerous. if a Trump rally had people saying that the time for peace was done and that there was genocide happening, I think that that would make the news. I'm not. You would think so. You would think so. But, uh, you know, 
Charlie Baker, anything? Will you have anything on this whatsoever? What happened to Breonna Taylor was a horrible, terrible tragedy. We understand that. But you've got people in the government, the, the seat of government, in the middle of Boston, Massachusetts, calling for violence against police. Care about that. Care about that. And it's not hypothetical either. I mean, two police were just shot in Louisville this weekend. Right. But rather than yell at Donald Trump for being a jerk about the peaceful transition of power or whatever this is, that you know, this other stuff, care about other things. Get mad. I mean, you know, he yelled about the Trump stuff. He was yelling, yelling, yelling. We played it, I think, Thursday. He was just yelling. Be passionate about other things, too. But no, he's not. He's passionate about some things. And but there's a there's a limit to it, unfortunately. Um, one other thing about Baker that I wanted to mention was something that bothered me that doesn't bother you, but during one of his COVID talks, he began he began by patting himself in the back and then talking about his the formula he uses to uh, to uh, you know face the pandemic. Anytime there's um, big gatherings uh, oh, wait, with close quarters. Um, the potential for spread is real. Well, that is the formula he does use. He lets people <laughs> go out in the streets and just spread. Um, and they were not social distance. Many of the speakers and the people around on the bandstand around with the speakers um, were not wearing masks at all. But he's all that is fine. You can you don't need to wear a mask if you need to have the mask off to say peaceful uh, protest words. This racist police, no justice, no peace. This racist. Police. Yes, that's allowed. No masks. No no it's like the two different versions of the Beatles Revolution. Mm -hmm. You know, the White Album version and then the uh, the, yeah. the, the Hey Jude Your Peter. church choir, by the way, can't sing in your church because singing and shouting and loud vocalizing is very, very risky for virus transmission. So just that's apropos of nothing. Well, no, no, isn't that where they um, speak in tongues? I've been told. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I don't. I think that's probably a good thing that church can't be uh, that Amy um, Coney Coney Barrett uh, can't practice her witchcraft. Um, so what is the the, the thing that the uh, Baker problem I had? Massachusetts continues to be a national leader in COVID nineteen testing, and how can he possibly talk about being a national leader? In anything. Well, we're a leader not, in some of the statistics. We are. Absolutely. There's no <laughs> like doubt about that. Per no capita about deaths. That. Yes. Yes. That it, we lead in. Yes. Sorry, it, I don't mean to laugh about deaths. It's just, it's right. the irony. If you want to go out of business, come to Massachusetts. This is the best place to do it, no matter what. <laughs> it's terrible. And, and the fact that he would t ever, ever tout himself. But that's, the, it's the rationalization. It's how they're emotionally dealing with it as people who have failed at this task at hand. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, we announced the extension of the state's Stop the Spread campaign through the end of October. Well, does the Stop the Spread campaign include thousands of people in the streets, not socially distanced, or, or there's a uh, loophole for them? We know the answer. The seven-day average for the statewide positive test rate reminds at point, remains at 0.8%. Of course, that doesn't really matter because those people probably won't die anyway and may not even have symptoms anyway. The big lump sum of people who have died have died. It happened way back it's when we mostly, were all underground with masks on like we were told to do. It's a well, mostly peaceful virus now. Ooh, vicious, Alice. 361 patients are currently hospitalized and 71 of those are in the ICU. 
So here's my problem. This is what Alice and I have a division over here. I don't view the decisions we make around this stuff to be um, in competition with one another. He's talking about states. Part of the reason we made the change with respect to restaurants was because we talk all the time to the governors around the rest of the Northeast, and they made pretty clear to us that their current operating model, which was a little more um, open than ours, had not proven to be a significant threat to the public health. So we adopted it. And if we continue to see uh, circumstances or situations where employers in other places are working with a different set of guidance than the ones we have here, and it turns out that it doesn't, based on the tracing work and the work that's being done by folks in those communities, then we'll talk about adopting it here as well. Screw that. Where's your sense of urgency? Oh, we'll take a look over there. Wait, see what's happening over there in Vermont and New York. Uh, sorry about that. Keep your head underwater. I know you can't breathe under there, but hold on. Let me see what's going on in Connecticut. <laughs> sorry. Well, you yeah. know what? Things now look things look a little better over over in Vermont. You know what? You can come up. Oh, wait, you're dead? Oh, sorry about <laughs> that, businesses. Sorry, but I was just making sure... You know, a lot of us just kind of hide under the uh, the dead bodies, and uh, this is a war metaphor. This is not a COVID thing. Um, you know, and, and wait it out, and just to see how the front looks before we meander a few feet forward. You know, it's I'm not going to win me any medals, but you know, I don't want my reputation to be tarnished. Okay, well, but I, for one, I was glad to hear that the governor is open to seeing that if other approaches are working and they're not seeing spikes in cases, at least he's willing to adjust and change course. Why adopt all their bad things so we'll adopt the policy that new york has for the old folks home that looks pretty good and then we'll adopt the policy that you know connecticut had for killing businesses that seems pretty good (laughs) no but i think what he's saying he says that like some things they saw that like restaurants were more open in other states and people weren't dying so like they were willing to do that so that's like we've certainly adopted the Pro riot policies of the states that those are well like, yeah I mean I mean and but, that's that's why I have I'm done I'm I'm sorry but I'm glad that he's at least willing to like follow the evidence that if other places are open and people aren't dying that he's willing to like at least go to the same level I mean I I agree with you Jesus, he's not going to win us a medal favors. we've lost he's not going to win a medal but we have lost thousands of businesses our unemployment is super high but I mean like I'm glad he's not keeping us locked down in defiance of the evidence oh my god he broke you <laughs> Jesus. Jesus wow he took a day off from beating me I'm in love with him uh, I didn't he's say dreamy. that but you know states are the laboratories of democracy I'm glad that we have different policies in different states and that we can learn from each other and I'm glad that when you know, Baker looks at other states and sees that, like, New Hampshire can have open restaurants and that people aren't dropping dead, that, like, he's willing to then let us open our restaurants, too. That is nice. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's better than the alternative, right? Like, aren't you glad to hear that he's willing to at least observe other things that are happening? Uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not. No. You know, on second thought, everybody, it's been only two years. Go ahead. You can eat something. Uh, let's. Hello, everybody? Everybody? It's crazy. He's, he's just absolutely destroyed the businesses. And it's ridiculous. Alice, what is the piece of housekeeping we have to do? Obviously, we've got to get the... I mean, we're, we're a little bit... I mean, are we long? It's not that we're long today. It's just that we've... 
we covered a lot of ground. Well, yes, and who knows the damage being done to the rest of the house. And this was our house cleaning day. I've got my drill. <laughs> See that? Um, okay, it's left so we'll in here from this. the last time you used it two weeks ago, honey. Hey, Alice, I'm going to take that out. So Sally Shattuck is here. She's taking the drill. Go ahead. She probably has used it more recently than you. Hey, no. Alice. I'm trying to build a facade here of being... I know. You're Kamala Harris. Yes. Th- that drill is my Tupac. That's She's my putting favorite. a lock on her door, says our 10-year-old. <laughs> so tomorrow we'll get to a bunch of people are now canceled because they're doing uh, stuff for HHS. and uh, Joe Rogan you wanted to talk Joe about? Joe Rogan we'll have to talk about because they, there's a revolution on with Joe Rogan. I'm worried about him. And um, we've got a great thing for parents. Oh, my. And for single people. This is going to be we're going to have our own little civil war here tomorrow. Um, There's an incredible tweet out there where a woman essentially essentially says we'll do it all tomorrow. Essentially says. It says that she wouldn't like order off of the kids meal. If she had a kid, she wouldn't order off the kids meal for whatever reason or whatever reason. And I assure you. I understand what it's like to be somebody without kids. (laughs) Because I was forever, and I, I was a very good parent before I had kids. <laughs> I knew everything. Aren't I had we all? everything. Yes. And, and I understand anti kid parents too. Like, I, I used to say stuff on the air that my mother would call me. Why are you calling me in the middle of the show? But she would call me on my cell phone during the show to tell me to, to never say that again. <laughs> to never say it again. I would say, just I mean, st- there was a particular. <laughs> Do you remember what I used to say about the condom on the air? No. So, uh, so I used to be very anti. This is like ten years. I was, I was a sidekick of Michael Graham, essentially, uh, which was a radio show. It was back when things were less PC, and and so I used to say, <laughs> so when people would have like baby crying on a plane or something, mm-hmm. I had no time for that. No babies crying. Babies crying in restaurants. No time for that. Get your rat out of the restaurant is what I would say. I used to call kids rats. Mm-hmm. Even that, shortly after I had them, actually, for a little, there was some crossover time, <laughs> but um. <laughs> But I remember them saying, like, if the baby's crying in a restaurant, you just, you know, they, they would say, you know, have your patience or whatever. And I would say something like, it's not my fault that you, you didn't use a condom. Very, you know, and that's the kind of person I was. This makes me a high kind of... Very, we're about to hear some commentary like that about Amy Coney Barrett very exactly. soon, I think. So that was my... And, and I was a jerk. And it was it was well documented that I was a jerk. But my mother would call me, my cell phone, while I'm pressing buttons in the control panel of the station. Good, I'm glad. Yes, to say, don't you ever have your any... And it was extremely crude. But I also hadn't had kids at that time. And hadn't mm-hmm. any idea. Any idea. And there's... You know what's so funny? Isn't it funny that there are kids on there are books on raising kids? To me, that's a comedy, <laughs> a comedy that there are books on it and tapes and and uh, and like people put effort into trying to do it well. Oh well, I mean that's my own personal failure. That's another thing. <laughs> but there's a whole world of stuff and people who haven't had kids. I don't want you. To, the tomorrow's is for you too, because you're right on the merits on all of this stuff. But people who have had kids have been to war. And it is not anything that you can imagine. Nothing. It's having the room be blue before G- little Johnny comes home is not a thing, you know. And but anyway, we'll get into all this stuff tomorrow. Alice, I blame it on Alice. I I have one thing to ask you, Alice. Okay. Alice Shattuck, by the way, you can follow her on Twitter at Alice Shattuck. Um, can you please remind me tomorrow and help mm-hmm. me so we can get the emails and DMs from people and read them on the air. Sure, I'll help you with that. Thank you very much. That is very important to me. 
Okay, so we will see you tomorrow. Once again, at Alice Shattuck. I am at Tom Shattuck on Twitter. Follow, go to uh, www.tomshattuck.com and find some outdated uh, content there. I do write for the Lowell Sun, and uh, there'll be an editorial in there tomorrow and some other stuff. Uh, thanks so much. Please do um, rate and leave a review if you don't mind. Uh, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week, and see you tomorrow. C'est la vie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.